What's up, homies? And welcome to another episode of Making Me Proud, the spoken diary of a twenty of a twenty-four year old your girl, a magical M, pursuing financial independence and trying to find purpose and make myself proud. Ooh. Did you like that intro? I definitely practiced if you can't tell. But I mean, I definitely like practiced it a few times because I was like, I want to get to a point where With every episode, I just start off with an intro that's like, you know, sounds cool and whatnot. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, what's up? How have you guys been? You know, um, I'm asking the same five friends that I know will listen to my podcast. And if anybody new is here, welcome. Wow. To the ride that is my life. Um, So today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about being a corporate baddie. But um, on another note. It's been a few weeks since my last episode, and I did tell myself that I was going to get to a point where I was back to doing it weekly, back to doing it like every Wednesday. I failed, but alas, like it's not really a failure. I don't know. I'm trying to like be readjust myself to failure because sometimes I beat myself up a lot and I'm like, yes, this is a hobby. And I like I really like being consistent. Like I like being like, you know, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do it every week. Like I'm going to like this is something I'm going to do. And whenever I fall off the wagon, it's really hard for me to get back on the wagon. I feel like many people can probably relate to that. Like when you are in like a good rhythm of something, like I've never been a person who exercises well or ever. <laughs> anyway, but um, it, it's for me just very difficult once I've fallen off, like doing something every week and then I'm, I don't do that thing for a few weeks. It's really hard for me to get back to like adding it back into my rotation. That's kind of sip and another note similar to what I did with dance so I mentioned a few episodes ago about how I started taking this dance class um to overcome my fear of dancing in public um for the most part like my fear of dancing in public has reduced a lot I mean in the last three-ish months since I know it's been like it's been like three months yeah wow it's been like three months since I started the class one of my best friends started taking the class with me. So it really like reduced the stress of like me realizing that I had to dance in front of people. But this last week I went to dance for the first class for the first time in a while on my own. Um, the last three weeks before that I was, I didn't go because I went to Connecticut then I went to Nigeria. Then I was like, when I got back, I was like, I'm just too exhausted to like go do dancing right now. Like I just need to clean up my apartment cook myself a meal like I just ended up not going and that was probably just an excuse as well I know it was an excuse because I was like my friend wasn't going to be there because it was Valentine's Day and she has a lover and so I was like I don't want to go to this on my own so I didn't and then this past week I was like I spent so much time going back and forth in my head about like should I do this dance class or should I not do this dance class like I'm paying for it, so I probably should do it. And you know, I'm a financially conscious girl. So I was like, why would I pay for something and not do it? But I was also like, I just don't want, I don't know, like I just feel so uncomfortable doing things that I know that I'm bad at. And I have no intention to like actually improve in this dance class, you know? Like I, I want to, you know, go every week. Like it's good exercise, it's something new. It's something that's very, like, different from... It definitely is just a big distraction from, like, everything else in my life. It's, like, the one hour of my day every week or the one hour of my week where I just don't think about, like, literally anything else that's going on in my life. And so I was, like, ultimately I went, which I'm I'm super proud that I went because I feel like I was just trying to come up with a million reasons why not to go. And either way, whether I would have gone or not wouldn't have been that big a deal. But I feel like for me... 
it would have been a big deal because I would have been like, oh, you know, if I just skip it this time, then I'll just skip it next time and I'll keep skipping it and then I'll just cancel. You know, eventually I'm going to cancel because I am moving. Um, but I'm like, this is the one time a week that I actually exercise, you know? Like, this is the one time a week that I actually, like, go out of my way to, like, socialize with people that are not in my day-to-day life. So, I mean... Yeah. So I should so I was like, yeah, there's really no reason why to to like stop doing this. Like and every time I go, I'm always happy that I went. But it's just the like process of getting myself there and actually showing up that's difficult for me. But it's like once I'm there, I'm like, ah, oh, this was a good decision. I'm glad I came. And it's not like anybody expects me to become a good dancer. I mean, if anybody does, then that's not going to happen. But like it's just me actually showing up that means a lot to me so I'm like I'm going to keep showing up or at least making a strong attempt to just show up even if I know that I'm not going to be like the best maybe every class I'm going to learn the choreography more I don't practice in my free time which I maybe should but I won't because I'm like I'm tired like I have too many things to do and many things that I will have to talk about like some of the things I'm going to talk about today so I really don't want to be spending all my free time even if maybe, yeah, as I think about this, I'm saying it out loud. I'm like, hmm, maybe that wouldn't be a bad idea for like an exercise routine of just like going through the steps. And it's kind of fun, you know? So I'm like, but I, I feel like I just have this thing where I like, if I'm actively doing something I'm bad at, but it's not ironic, like I'm not like doing it like, oh, I'm just dancing because it's bad, you know? Like I'm like trying. I don't like trying. Like I feel like that's my thing. <laughs> wow, I need to explore that more. But yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't really like trying. Like, I don't like feeling like I'm trying too hard to achieve something. I mean, I'm like, if I'm bad, I'm just bad. Like, you know, like, I don't know. I'm, I don't like trying to become good at something that I know, that at least in my head, I'm like, I just know I'm bad at this. Like, should I even bother trying? But I, I need to explore that. Like, why do I think, why is it such a big deal to me? I don't know. It's, it shouldn't be this big of a deal, honestly. But alas, I've spent all this time talking about it on the podcast. So obviously, it's a big deal to me. And so I need to figure out, like, either just do it or don't do it. But, like, I need to probably just do it. Because I feel like the fact that I keep talking about it means that I want to do it. But I just don't. So I think I should just get over the hump of, like, me trying to pretend like I don't care about it and just actually do the damn thing. Hmm. Okay. Moving on. Let's other things. So, separate, this, like, I wanted to talk a little bit about some random things that like have been have been going through my head like as I said in this episode I want to talk about being a corporate body and I I digress for the first few minutes but alas the last several weeks of work have just been very um I've been very it's been very hard for me to be motivated like it's like imagine that you know that you're gonna quit your job like I feel like people who know this like people who do quit their job like in the period of time where you know you're going to quit your job it's like, it's so hard for me to stay motivated and do anything. Like I come into work and I know I leave at the seven and a half or eight hour mark. Like I'm, I'm out of there like fast. And people are always like, oh, like you're going so early. Like, or like not early, like that's toxic. But like, they're like, oh, is that it for the day? Like, I feel like some people are toxic though. Like they want you to be there like 10 hours a day because of what, you're not paying me to be here 50 hours. And I know I don't have enough work to do today to be here for more than eight hours today. So and I'm like, right now, since I definitely know that I'm leaving, I'm like, okay, now I know that I have no, like, extra motivation to be like, oh, I'm trying to look to impress people or I'm trying to, like, any of that weird drama thing that people do at work where they, like, 
want to pretend like they're working hard so that people see that they're there or whatever. I'm like, I definitely don't care about that now because now I know that I'm not going to be here for a very long time or for a long time. Like I have a few months left. Like as I record this podcast today, I have about 12 weeks left till, you know, till I'm done with my job. And I was talking to my therapist last week about how um, she was saying that my my therapist was saying that I'm giving I'm giving very senioritis vibes. She didn't say it in that way. That's just how I heard it in my Gen Z speak. And so I was like, I mean, I'm clay, I am an older Gen Z, but I I still claim Gen Z. And so she was like, Yeah, I'm definitely giving senioritis. And I was like, Yeah, I am, because I didn't really have senioritis in college. Like I graduated in COVID. So like in 2020. So I didn't have the chance to have my senioritis. I just was like, one day I had class, the next day there was COVID. The rest of the year of the, my time, my senior year, I spent at home by myself in six months of isolation by myself. In, and that was it. And, and then it ended. And like, wow. And I had my Zoom graduation. And I was like, this is kind of pathetic. But, you know, this was four years of my life that I didn't. I'm not going to. Like, eventually we had, like, an in-person graduation, like, a year and a half later. But it's a year and a half later. Like, everybody has already moved on for the most part. Had jobs and different things. Like, it was. I mean, I saw a lot of my friends from back, back, back in school. But still, it wasn't the same. Like, it was like. It wasn't like at the moment, like we didn't have hope for the future anymore at that point. Because, you know, when you graduate and you have hope for the future, like, wow, all the possibilities, like going into the workforce, like I had already seen all the shit. <laughs> like I was like, I had already been like, is this life? Like, is this what it is to work for a living? That was, It wasn't exciting anymore. It wasn't exciting is the summary, like coming back a year and a half later to like walk to like walk the stage. But either way, like I'm happy it happened. My mom came and all of that it was nice. But summary is that. I was very much like, hmm, yeah, yeah, no. So, yeah, that was that. But, yeah, so my, my therapist was saying that my current situation is very much feeling like senioritis for me. And I definitely agree because I'm tired. Like, I, I, I go into work every day and I'm just like, is there a reason for working, for a living? Like, I, like I'm, so one thing that I, I, or like some ways that I'm trying to combat this for my, just so that I can feel like, because I feel like I'm a person who wants to be productive at work. Like, I don't want to just show up to work and, like, waste eight hours of my life. Like, if I'm there, I want to actually do something. Like, it's not, it's not even for the company, per se. It's for myself. Like, I just need to, like, like, obviously, I mean, if you've even listened to any of my podcast episodes or, you know, been listening from the beginning or, like, know me in person, like, I feel like I'm just a person who, like, has a lot of things, goals and I'm like in my head, like even sometimes when I feel like I'm slacking, I really think about it and I'm like, no, like I actually am doing a lot. Like I feel like a lot of people my age, a lot of my friends, not my friends, like so a lot of my friends are pretty determined and I know they're listening. So they're like, the fuck you're trying to call us out for what? I said, no, I'm just kidding. No, anyway, no. So a few of my friends, like they want to do a lot of things with their lives. Like they want to go, you know, some people like, like are ready to settle down or like some people are trying to um, go back to school. Some people are trying to like, you know, learn new things, like, you know, progress in their career. Like they're doing all these things. And so I feel very much like, like that's the type of people I've surrounded myself with. But I feel like even with that in my head, I feel like I spend way too much of my time. Like if I have even like an idle 
day. Like if I spend like a day when I come back from work and I just watch TV the whole time, like the whole like rest of the night, like I feel guilty for that now. I didn't used to feel guilty for that before, but now I feel like, oh my God, I should be doing all these things. Like I should be researching um, where I should live in New York, which I, sh- I'm, I am. I mean, I've spent a lot of my energy doing that, which is why I'm like stressed, you know, <laughs> but like I've been thinking about that a lot. I've also been researching like, okay, you know, what type of jobs can I get? Like, you know, there's a lot of, oh, I joined this program called MLTPD, which is the com- the continuation of the, um, one of the, the continuation of the prep program that I used for to actually get into my MBA. So it's basically like a program that's supposed to help you for the two years that you're in your MBA, basically get internships or like, you know, full-time jobs, like coach you and stuff like that. So I joined a program like that. It costs like $550. And I know it's going to be money well spent because I, I mean, obviously the last program I did was very successful. And so for me to actually get into schools and for me to get in with scholarships and things. So I'm like, this makes sense to me. So now I'm doing this program. But I mean, I just started and I realized it's going to be a lot of work, which is, I'm like, there's a part of me that's like, damn, I really, I think my time of being able to do nothing every day is over. But at the same time, I'm the same person who was complaining about like, oh, I just have so much free time. Like I have so much like, like I remember writing a, a blog post on it and I started making this podcast because of it, because I was like, I just have so much time. And now that I don't have that much time anymore because I'm spending all this time trying to research my future and trying to like, you know, do my assignments for this MLT PD program and doing all this research about what I actually want to do, you know, once I'm in school, like, it's like, there's a lot of stuff that's occupying my mental space now that there wasn't like two months ago. So now I'm like, oh, I'm slacking on my podcast. I'm slacking on my blog. I'm, and I, but like, who cares? I mean, who, no, but like, I'm the one who just, why am I so bothered by this? Like, it's like, yes, my friends, like, like I make this for myself. Like I feel like yes, I'm definitely disappointing myself. Like that's how I feel. But I'm also like I need to give myself a lot of grace. And as I say that out loud, that's why I do this. It has it, it helps me relax more because I'm like I'm actually this is like me just going insane. Like I did all of this as like hobbies and ways to like, you know, just let my emotions out and express myself and have like you know some I'm also learning new things in the process of having a blog and having a podcast but now that I'm like slacking and air quotes on it I feel like oh my god I'm I'm failing in this area of my life that I was like I'm very passionate about like I am very passionate about making this podcast but I'm also like like I don't know so I don't know I'm just having like an existential crisis while talking on the podcast but I'm like no no like I have the right to be you know to realign and reprioritize my energy of things that I'm I'm focusing on. So if the podcast has to become every two weeks instead of every week, I think I just need to do that instead of trying to force myself to be like, we're going to do this every Wednesday, you know, come rain or shine. Like, no, it's sometimes just not going to happen. So I just need to be okay with that. And that's where I'm at. I don't know how I got into this line of talking, but alas, we're here. I was talking about being motivated at work. That was like where this whole heart spill started. So one way that I started thinking about maybe ways to be more motivated at work for me was um, maybe coming in earlier. Like I, I, come, I go into work around nine because 
I usually leave around five. So I'm like, let's get in at nine and let's do it proper nine to five. Like everything I need to do, I don't need to be there earlier than nine to like get my my things done and leaving at five. But like, I feel like every time I leave at five, the sun is already done. Like the sun is done. I mean, yeah, the sun is gone for the day and it's dark. And I'm like, this is horrible. Like I spent all of my waking hours that were like with light. I sp- What's that background noise? Anyway. I spent all of my waking hours where there was sunlight at work in a closed building inside of inside a, like there were no windows like nothing like I just was inside for like all of the time that there was light outside and I don't know how that that makes me feel some type of way so I wanted to start going in earlier which I failed every day but like there are some days that I was successful I feel like there were like two days this week that I came in around 8 a.m and I was like okay this is progress like you know all right. <laughs> but I, I'm definitely like, I think that will help me a lot. Cause when I do come in early, even if I, I struggle to get out of bed, when I go in early and I get to leave earlier, my, like my day just feels like it's going a lot faster. I don't know. Like I go in and I'm like everything I usually get done before noon. And then I only have like a few hours and then I'm done with the day. But when I'm like leaving at five, it's like majority of my things I have to do afternoon. And that doesn't really work for me because once I eat lunch, the day is basically done for me. Once after I've eaten my lunch, I'm like, why, why am I still here? Like, why am I still here? <laughs> so I'm like, what's the reason? Like, I'm tired. I want to take a nap. Anyway, so those are some, some like that one small way that I started trying to do better or like do better in terms of staying motivated and not just being like counting down my clock and looking at my countdown app and seeing how many minutes I have left and I'm like if the time is not going to fly faster just because I'm fixated on it like it would fly faster if I actually give myself work to do another thing I did give myself work to do so I had I mean my boss has a whole list of things that he wants me to do but a lot of those things are long-term things and as far as he knows he doesn't know that I'm leaving so like I fully don't intend on doing those things because I'm like, I'm not going to be here long enough to see this through. So I don't want to start something that I can't finish. Like I want to like, this is like a long-term project. I don't want to start this on like at all because I know this is something that I can't finish. Like I can start laying the groundwork for some things that I'm like, this can be done in three months. Otherwise I'm just like, I would just keep dragging my feet until I eventually tell them. Cause I mean, I'm planning on quitting in three months but I'm planning on giving them notice in two months. So I'm like, realistically, I have like two months to go before people know. So I don't want to like start something and then, you know, if they don't find somebody to replace me, then the project is basically in limbo. Like it's better that you don't even start it at all in my head than you start it and then you don't finish it. How, like that's for me, at least my brain, how my brain works. So anyway, but yeah, so that was that. And then with, with trying to come up with like a project for myself, I started thinking about like trying to come up with like the most time consuming and very like administrative project that I could think of for myself because it's, yeah. So I, I, I found something basically, like I found like a very like tedious task where you have to like basically look through every single person's name that already exists in the system and research like whether or not they still work in the company and then delete them. Like that's the process that I've, that's the job that I gave myself because I'm just like, this is going to take so long, 
but I know that this is going to be maybe something I can do in like two weeks. Like not every, it's not going to take two whole weeks, but it's going to take like maybe an hour or two every week, every day, sorry, until I'm done with it, which might take like two weeks to like be fully done. So I'm like, I'm excited to do that as mundane as it is, because I'm like, it just gives me something that I'm like, I know this is going to be achievable in the next three months. So I want to like achieve this. and know that I did this and be proud and move on. Like, I feel like I'm just obsessed with being proud of myself. Hence the podcast. I mean, I'm making that makes sense. But like, but like, I, I really am struggling with like, just the idea of, of, I guess, pretending, pretending like I am going to be here for another, like for the rest of my career when I know that I'm not. And the fact that I can't really tell anyone, like today, sorry, not today, but um, earlier this week when I was talking to, I went to the same dance class. I have a coworker that goes to my dance class as well, um, but an, an ex-coworker. She was actually my mentor um, when, when I first started at the company, but she doesn't work at my, at my, um, at my location anymore. But anyway, so she's cool though. So I, I was like telling my dance, like my dance teacher, how I wasn't going to be in the recital because um, the recital is in June. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that because I'm not even going to be here in June, you know? So um, my coworker was there and I feel like that was giving me anxiety for some days because I was like, oh, I don't want to like tell anyone. But I'm like, why don't I want to tell anyone? Like, this is happening. Like, she's cool. She's not going to go. She doesn't even work at my, like my location anymore. Like, so she's, and even if she did, like she, she was my mentor. Like we have a good relationship. She was she's not going to just go and be like, Hey, you know, she's going to quit. Like she's not going to stare at the pot or anything like that. So uh, anyway, but she was like, Oh, are you just like chicken out because you know, of, because of the dancing, like you don't want to dance in public and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I'm not chickening out. Like I'm just moving to New York. And she was like, the fuck? Like <laughs> she was like, no, she was not expecting that response. I mean, I have worked here for almost four years and I mean, I don't think anybody I tell is going to be like expecting that I'm going to just up and move to, you know, the other side of the country. Like, yeah, like that's actually definitely something that when I think about it, that's definitely something that I would do, but a lot of people will not do. Like, it's just not a thing that they decide to do on, it wasn't a whim. I didn't decide to go to New York on a whim, but I definitely chose the like the most hardest place I could move to. Cause I mean, I got into schools in LA. I could have just gone to LA, but like, I'm like, I can always just go to LA. Like, you know, and there's nothing super special in my head. I'm sorry if I offend anybody, but there's nothing super special about living in LA for me at this stage because I'm like, I've been there so many times. Like, I, when I was younger, like, I was like, I'm going to go to LA and I'm going to go to Hollywood, all of those like idealistic stuff. And then when I actually got there and I was like, this, I see all the homeless people, I see like, it's so expensive to live there. And I'm just like, as an adult, I'm like, yeah, no, this is not as sexy as I thought it would be when I was a child. So there's nothing as exciting about that. New York, same thing. I've been to New York, like, how many times? I've been to New York once, I think. Yeah, you know, it's, I'm trying to give those a second time. But no, I've been there once. And it wasn't like it was so sexy or anything. Like, I know it's, you know, the areas that are dirty. Like, I know that it's not, like, as idealistic. I just feel like the idea, I've, I feel like I've talked about this a bit before, but the idea of having public transportation that's reliable, I mean, I'm obsessed with that. Like, honestly, kind of turns me on if I'm being honest. Like, just the thought of, like, not owning a car anymore is super exciting to me. And so I'm, like, the thought of being able to get around, like, being able to, like, be like, okay, there's a lot of things to do. Like, I can just leave my apartment and you know, walk or take the train and I'll get to where I need to get to. It's easy to meet up with my friends. Like I can go on a night out. I can drink like not nothing too crazy, but I can drink and like get home, you know, like and be like 
I don't know, like just the thought of having that ease. It's not something I've had living in California, at least. So I want to experience that. I also like the idea of living on the East Coast. I mean, I've never experienced that before. I want to experience that. It's new. It's also I also started looking at because um, I was trying to look at like different flights for, you know, I've obviously, you know, as you know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm slightly crazy, but like, I'm already trying to plan. <laughs> I'm trying to plan. Like, I was like, oh, okay, once I moved there, like, how much would it cost for me to go to, if I wanted to go to Nigeria, or if I wanted to go to like Canada, or if I wanted to go to like some of these places that I have homies in. And I'm like, it's really so much cheaper. Like the only place that's expensive is like going from, from there to California. It's always it's just going to California that's like or going to the West Coast that would be the most expensive like um things or expensive flights that we'll be paying for is that like cross country trek in terms of places that I wanna go to. So everything else I was looking at because I was looking at oh how much would it cost to go to Miami? Because one of my friends, like some of my friends were talking about um maybe going to Miami, like and I was looking at the cost from New York, and I was like, it's only $200. I said, wow, round trip for not a t- like a refundable flight. I said, this is beautiful. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, w- like, everything from California is so expensive. Like, everything, when I'm booking a flight to Nigeria, so expensive. When I'm booking a flight to, to New York, expensive. Like, every, everywhere, Canada, expensive. Like, everywhere I've, like, gone in the last year has just been so expensive from California. If I had gone from New York, different story. I could have taken the train. I could have done a lot of different things. So I'm hoping that, you know, that is at least something something I can look forward to because, I mean, I know it's still going to be ridiculously expensive in New York, but I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to see what my options are out there. In fact, I actually was talking to someone on Facebook if you, like, if you, day, if you said days, a few minutes ago, um, about like we're going to have a call tomorrow. She lives in LA. She's also going to start at NYU, um, not in an MBA, but another grad program. And she was like looking for like a roommate or like someone to like start the roommate search with. So I wanted to like talk to her on the phone and if she's cool, talk to her on Zoom. If she's cool some more, then I'm going to like probably try and find a time for us to meet in person um, so I can really suss her out you know, on the low, on the low, but she lives in LA, but I'm also like, I can't go to LA. Like I can take the Amtrak there for one, for a weekend and figure and just, you know, see if I can meet her on something like that. You know, if that's what it comes to, or she, alternatively, she could also, I mean, I live in the middle of nowhere, so nobody ever want. no, there's nothing to really do here. But like, I mean, if she was coming to like San Francisco or some of those parts, then I could also, you know, make my commute there and see how or something if it comes to that. But that's me thinking long term. Like I haven't even talked to this girl on the phone. I don't know if she's crazy. I hope she's not. I mean, I mean, I hope she's not because I really I'm trying to just find like one or two people who are also looking and who we get along. So let's like try and find a place together um, or like we can find like two rooms or something like I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like it's definitely I, I knew it would be a hurdle to like try and find a place to live. And so, yeah, it's proving to be the hurdle that I expected it to be. But I'm also thinking like right now it's February. Um, I'm trying to move in like July or April. So a lot of people that, you know, have rooms open and things, they're not going to post that until until like closer to when the, the vacancy is happening. So it's just a waiting game and a lot of different people have referred me to different things. I'm like, if you know anybody that lives in New York that's looking for a roommate, you know, send them my way. 
actually I say that none of you know who I am. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> no, so I'm like I'm saying it anyway for but for my friends who who do know me and who are listening to this podcast. Yes, just send them my way. Just text me their names or like connect us. Let's meet. Let's talk. You know. Let's chat. So yeah. But anyway, all that being said is. I, I talked, I started talking, I started this podcast, we're talking about being a corporate body. And then I realized like many minutes through it that I'm really tired right now because I haven't eaten. Like it's still afternoon. It's like 2 PM. I haven't eaten anything today. I woke up, I started cleaning my apartment and I was like, I need to record this podcast because my friend who was, was my old roommate in college, she's been coming to stay with me a few days a week because she is a nurse and she works close to where I live. And it's just easier than her commute from back where she lives. So anyway, so she stays with me a few days a week. And so she's coming in around like 5 p.m. So I was like, oh, my God, if I don't do this now, then I wouldn't do this today. Then I'll probably say I'll do it tomorrow. And then I'll find another reason to not do it. And so I was like, I'm just going to do it. God damn it. Anyway. But yeah, so I said I want to talk about being a corporate body. And I think I'll, I'll close off the episode with that because we're probably starting the whole episode being like, when is this bitch going to talk about being a corporate body? And I'm like, it's time. It's this time. So yesterday I like was recognized in by my region, my region being the West region, which is like, you know, all the West states of like California, all the other ones. I, I, I started that and I was like, I set myself up for that because I said, I don't know anything about geography. Um, geography I'm geographically, I'm geographically challenged. I don't know where anything is. Like, that's what Google Maps is for. And I'm so thankful that I was born in an era that Google Maps and Apple Maps and all the other maps exist because Lord knows that I, you know, I'm just bad. I'm just bad at knowing where things are. Example, big example. When I applied to college, I, I just applied to like a state, one of the state schools in California. I was about to expose myself, but I was like, God damn it. But yeah, no, I, um, I applied to one of the state, state schools in California when I was living in Canada. I don't know if I ever mentioned that. I did live in Canada like for a little bit and I did some high school there. Um, so when I was applying my senior year of high school, I applied to like a bunch of schools in California. And, and I didn't even bother to just check where they were. Like I just assumed that California was like, small enough that I could get to everywhere within like two hours because that's kind of how living in Nigeria was like living in Lagos like I feel like I could get to most places that I needed to get to within two hours like if there was no traffic which there was always traffic but like if there was no traffic I could it was like small enough that that could happen but then I was like the fuck like I can't actually get like I was like once I actually moved here I was like what the fuck LA is like six hours from where I live what the hell is this and I was like all of this could have been prevented if i had just checked if i had just checked same fucking thing with yale is like i'm just dumb in a little bit i'm like i literally why did i apply to yale thinking that yale was in new york like i applied to yale thinking that yale was in new york and then i found out after the fact that it was in new haven connecticut and that was the biggest beef the biggest reason why i had to start like questioning you know once I got in I was like the fuck's place in Connecticut like wow so so I was like this is not gonna work because it's just not if you can listen to all the old episodes for like the you know rationale and all the things that I did to like figure out whether or not the school was right for me etc but like why didn't I just check Google like why didn't I just like know I don't know what's wrong with me like honestly because I was just like why didn't I just like find this information out ahead of time like why do I just assume that everywhere is like you know an hour away when it's not 
when it's really not. And so, anyway, so that was my, that was, uh, uh, yeah, that was like my long tangent about how I'm not geographically equipped. So back to me being recognized by my region, it was very random. We had like a call because there was always a call every quarter with the regional like vice president. And she usually goes through like, you know, how, how the, how our performance is for the company, blah, blah, blah. Like all of those details about how we're doing as a company money wise, you know, our next goals for this year, for the next quarter and all of that. And then towards the end, they recognize like, you know, a person from each main, each of the main, like, um, each of the main locations throughout the region. There's about like five in the region, um, across the different states. And then they like, they like recognize like one person per those different regions. So like five people basically per the different sites. And I was like, right before they called me for like my own site, I was like, there's no fucking way I'd ever win this type of thing. Like, I'm just not the person who wins or not wins. Like there's no prize, at least not that I know of, unless if there is, I'm like, where is there money? Like I want money, but like, not that I know of, there's no real prize. It's just like a recognition. Like they put, they put a slide with your picture, with like your accomplishments. And I was like, what? Anyway, but right before they called my name, I was like, there's no fucking way I'd ever win something like this. Like I never, the whole time that I've worked at this company, like I feel like I've always been like a ninja. Like, and even my old boss called me a ninja. Like he was like, I'm just the type of person that I just do things in secret, but not secret enough that you're not going to like give me a bonus or give me raises. It's like only the right people know what I'm doing. Not everybody needs to know what I'm doing. I don't need to be the loudest person in the room, but I need that the people that are in the positions of giving me bonuses and raises to know what I am doing. And that's exactly what I've done throughout my like career. It's been short so far, of course. It's almost four years. But like that's what I've done, and it, it's worked for me. So I'm not the person who like they announce on a regional call that is doing all these things. I don't know, at least in my head. So I was like, there's no fucking way. Like, that's just, I'm like, I, I was like, I wonder who it is. Like, wow. Because I was like, who, who's going, who's it going to be? Because it was a Zoom call. And there was like, you know, like 150 people on the call. And I was like, who's it going to be? Like, I, you know, I've never won something like this before. Like, I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind that I could be the person. And the next thing is just a picture of me, my dumbass, right there. I said, what? What's going on here? Like, what's going on here? They were like, oh, you know, congratulations to a magical M for, for winning, I said, what? I said, for being, I said, what's going on? Like, so, and everybody in the chats was like, yeah, like, congrats, like, woo. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I'm so perplexed that, <laughs> I'm so perplexed that this is a thing because I'm like, this has never happened to me before. And I was like, why is this happening like three months before I quit? <laughs> that was the part of it because once I told my friends and they were like, they were like, it's so funny that you are quitting and this is like, the time that you are like being recognized as like one of the best managers in the region. And I said, that is crazy. That is crazy. And so they called the best of the West. And I was like, so I'm one of the best of the West, but like I'm quitting. Like that's wild. And I was like, this is me who like, I don't work 60 hours a week. There's a lot of people who do. and a lot of people who have to. And so I'm like, you know, I acknowledge that. But I feel like for me, I've always tried to make my job and my life like as simple as possible. Like I don't want to be the person that's known for working the most. I want to be the person that's known for like providing maximum results 
per like the amount of time that I'm here. So like, yes, I am only working 40 hours a week most of the time, but the results that I'm showing make up for any of that. Like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter that I only work 40 hours a week. If this is how much I can accomplish in 40 hours, like damn, like that's what I've always tried to prove or like try to show, especially since I got into this position because I'm like, there's so much that I can do Obviously, as I said, like, I don't really go advertising all the things that I'm doing. Also, because I'm like, I don't want to, you know, go telling people that, oh, hey, I have this, this and this. And then one day they come up to me and then they're like, oh, what are you working on? I'm like, uh, not so much. And then they like try and dump shit on my plate. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't need everybody to know what I'm doing because there are times when I'm not doing a lot like this last few months where I haven't had much to do. And nobody needs to know that because I need to like have time to just do nothing. Like I would, I would it's good for my sanity. But like, as far as everybody else is concerned, they probably think I'm doing a lot, which is yay me, which is yay me. So the summary is, I think I'm going towards the end of this episode because I am hungry and I am drinking my cranberry juice for my, you know, if you listen to earlier episodes, bacteria in my vagina. And so, yeah, but I am very much thinking about like the last few years and how I really most of the time feel like I'm not even doing enough or ever doing like I feel like I'm always like mid, which is in my head, I'm just mid, but this is how I've always been. But then when I look at, I, I spend a lot of time, like I looked at myself, like I looked at the picture of myself on the screen that they displayed like all of my accomplishments in the last year. And I was like, what? Like I did all of that. Like, obviously I wasn't the one that wrote it. Like I'm sure maybe it was my boss or my director or somebody that wrote it, but it was like three whole paragraphs of stuff that I've done. I said, wow, I'm great. <laughs> I said, wow, I'm great. Like, why do I not think that I'm great like this all the time? Like, I spent a lot of time just being like, oh, you know, I, I think I did have an episode where I talked about like not not um, celebrating my wins or maybe, I don't know if I talked about that on the podcast, but I just feel like this is just what is expected of me. Like, this is just what is like normal to me. Like, the f I can't even imagine myself not being this level of like doing such a good job and I, I don't know I felt it felt good to be recognized but I because in my head I was just like I just was so confused I was like I don't feel like I'm doing that much but like obviously I am enough to be recognized so I was like wow this is great I'm like imagine if I was working 60 hours a week actually I probably would only be able to produce the same results because I'll be tired and burned out so I wouldn't be able to produce like anything more I'll just be tired which is why I'm like working 60 hours a week is not the way to go like if you're trying to just like try and do the best you can do in 40 hours, because any, anything you do more than that, you're honestly just wasting everybody's time and yours, especially because you only live once, YOLO hashtag, but like you only live one time and you will not get that time back. So why are you wasting your time at work when you could have gotten everything in eight hours, but you decided to stay 12? Like I understand if you have long days, I'm speaking to like I'm speaking to like myself, my future self, if I ever decide to be working 60 hours a week on purpose. If you can find a way to get that time to eight, like I can understand like hustling for the first year or two, like trying to prove yourself in the job. But like after that point, once you've gotten in a groove, you need to relax. Like you need to like be like, you know what? If I can get this thing done in 40 hours, I'm going to get it done in 40. If I can get it done in, done in 30, I'm going to get it done in 30. And I'm going to live the rest of my week and do whatever I want. That's like, that's just my vibe. And that's my style. And so I'm like, I want to keep maintaining that. So this is honestly just in me talking to my future self episode. Because I'm very much like, nah. Like, I, 
if I could get recognized for being one of the best of the West for not even working 60 hours a week, like at any point in the last year, really, like I don't, rem I don't think there was any time in the last year that I worked over 60 hours a week. Like I was doing a lot, especially with me trying to go back to school and nobody knew about my whole side life of me trying to go back to school. Like I was traveling a lot. Like I traveled like 10 times last year to like 10 different places across the US, across the country, or not country, sorry, across the US, across the world. Like I went to a lot of places for a lot of different things. And all of this time, nobody still knew. And I was still able to be best of the West, even with, even with, you know, all of that. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I just, I know that to me, that means that you can have it all sometimes, I guess, depending on the type of job you have, but you can have it all. And in this case, I feel like I really did. Cause I'm like, wow, I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to keep to tooting my own horn, but like in my head, I just, I'm so like proud that I was able to, I, like I've never been recognized to like have such a to have done a good job in my whole career of being here and then the one year that I like didn't even put in that much work in my head is the year that I was the best like in the whole region like okay so anyway yeah so that's that with this episode is sometimes just do the least <laughs> but yeah no I'm I feel like that is actually one of my takeaways from this is like sometimes if you're happy, people can see it. And if you're a happy person, people want to work with you because you make their lives better. Like, you make their lives easier. You make them forget that they're, you know, selling their soul to a corporation for money. Like, they, they, because you're like a genuine person that people want to talk to. And so I'm taking that, like, in my future, wherever I go in my career, is like, just stay this person that I am. Stay the, a person who cares about people more than a person who cares about the corporation. Obviously, I care about the corporation because it's paying me, but, like, just care about people. Just give a damn about people, and it will take you places. That's where I'm going to close this off. XOXO. Kiss, kiss. Adios. Sayonara. I don't know why I'm doing this, but bye. <laughs>